Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Hello, and welcome to In Her Shoes. I'm Lizzie Peoples, Editor-in-Chief of The Cut. As we close out Black History Month, we wanted to talk about an essential foundation of Black life, and that is Black love. A new book from Zando Press assembles letters and original illustrations on the topic. The collection, Black Love Letters, includes contributions from luminaries like Dr. Imani Perry, Michael Eric Dyson, Tarana Burke, and New York Magazine's own Tembe Denton Hurst. Our guest today is Natalie Johnson, who co-edited Black Love Letters with Cole Brown. Natalie is an illustrator with a focus on social justice and a background in TV news. She joins us today to talk about how the project came together and what it meant for her to lead it. Okay, so I'd love to start with some context for how Black Love Letters came to be. Tell me about who came up with the idea of putting expressions of Black love into this literary volume and what made it the right time to do this project. So Black Love Letters came about in the spring of 2020, in the heat of the pandemic and in the aftermath of these awful killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. And I was in my apartment in Brooklyn with three roommates, and we were pretty much on our own. We were pretty isolated. And the world just felt like it was on fire. Yeah. We wanted to create something that injected a moment of good in the world. And we really wanted to create something that insisted on our humanity as Black people because we also saw the effects of dehumanization so clearly on display after these really tragic killings of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. I hope that's what I, I was saying at the time. That's what I think. <laughs> it's one of the best books ever. I think one of the best, one of the best. All of her stuff, too. I was just rereading Salvation as well, which is very similar, and talks about the need for a love ethic in society and in a justice movement to talk more about love and its necessary foundation and any kind of social change that we try to put forward. And I thought that was so necessary and so poignant for the moment that we just needed to inject more love into society in that moment. I had this idea for a collection of love letters to be written by Black writers, Black thinkers, artists, activists, all on the topic of love and what it means to them in their personal lives and in the wider social sense. And as an illustrator, I wanted to do something also to just honor those letters. And so I created a piece of art in response to each letter and just let them live online. And it was a small kind of like social media project. But one of the first people I asked to be involved in it was my good friend, Cole Brown, who I had worked with also on his own memoir a couple of years before, actually a couple months before, excuse me. And we knew we worked well together. And he wrote this beautiful love letter to his mom. And a couple months later, he was like, I think this project is really cool. And I think there's a lot of potential in it. 
Right. And so we, he was like, I think we should turn this into a book. And so I really have to credit Cole for, you know, pushing the rock up the hill yeah. and being really bold in that way. But from there, we started to expand it and started editing this anthology, which is that you see today. Walk me through some of the range of themes that you really wanted to cover when you even started to ideate on the book. Like, how did that translate into a list of people that you wanted involved and in, in what topics you felt like needed to be covered that hadn't already been? So there are a couple of themes in the book that are care, transformation, um, ambivalence, loss. And we wanted those to represent the kind of different manifestations of love and layers of love and places that love can be found. Bell Hooks has this amazing quote in All About Love about what constitutes love. And it's a combination of care, accountability, romance at times. And so we were trying to think about, okay, where does love show up? And so we started with care as one layer and started to build onto them. And we had a dream list of writers who we really hoped would say yes to being involved and some activists as well, like Tarana Burke and the Reverend Al Sharpton. And those were kind of like long shots, honestly. And we were surprised by how willing some people were to say yes to this project and just write a love letter. And we were like overjoyed, especially to get Toronto Burks. I remember that was like such an exciting moment for me. She's my favorite. Yeah. For some of the people involved, we asked them to write a love letter with some of our own preconceived notions in mind and like a prompt. For Toronto Burke, for example, my idea was to ask her to write a love letter to the movement because she was obviously a founder of the Me Too movement. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to write a love letter to my grandmother. <laughs> and it was so much better than I could have planned in my mind because it was so personal. Yeah, yeah. And you so clearly see the activism, the seeds of her activism at play in her love letter to her grandmother in all of the lessons that she imparted from her and this foundation of self-esteem and affirmation that her grandmother set for her. And that really carried her forward to be able to be this bold activist in her life. So that was a wonderful moment. But beyond Toronto Burke, there were some other amazing writers as well that were kind of on our dream list who we were thrilled to have part of this, like the singer Jamila Woods, who I've loved for a very long time. She wrote also a love letter to her grandmother about how her grandmother has always been this kind of muse in her life and in her music. And actually, Tenby Denton Hurst, who's at The Cut. Yeah, she wrote a love letter. And Tenby and I actually have known each other since high school. We went to high school together. Um, no, I didn't know. Yeah. And she wrote this wonderful love letter to her sister. So I was really excited that Tempe was involved as well. Do you have a favorite in the book that you love to reread? Oh, my gosh. It could be current, your current favorite reread, not favorite reread of all time. You know, it's like trying to pick your kids, your favorite kids in the book. I would say I have been returning lately to this letter by the poet Mahogany Brown in the book about her relationship with her sister. And she has this beautiful line about how sisterships are so important because they are, they do set the stage for how you relate to other people and how you show love to other people. And she had a strained relationship with her sister. And there's a lot of potential in their relationship that she was looking to and hoping to improve on. And that was an important letter because it was talking about love, not just in the the kind of rosy sense and like everything is happy and wonderful, but in like the hard transformative sense, places where love still needs to be worked on and still needs to be recognized. 
And I thought that was really important, especially to our project uh, that was trying to expand the idea of what a love letter could be. You know, we were committed to talking about love in the romantic sense, but we were really committed to talking about love in a wider sense that's transformative, like I mentioned, and love in the sense of unity and in chosen family Mm -hmm. and in diaspora as well. So... I'm curious, as you mentioned, the romantic relationships was a big part of it, but wasn't the central focus. How has the response been? Because I think it's been, it's very beautiful to read about like romantic relationships, but often I think the reality of them can feel very different, especially I feel like in in the Black community, there's a lot of divisive opinions on this. So I'm curious of what you've heard from people reading this and their connections or disagreements and, and general feelings around that. That's a good question. I will say among the romantic letters in the book, there was John Legend's love letter to his wife, Chrissy, about postpartum depression. So that definitely, that that letter opened up the book too, and it was so vulnerable. And it's great to see men show vulnerability, which is not commonplace in this society. And it also wasn't any kind of rosy picture. It was It was this deep commitment, deep abiding commitment in times of real struggle. And so I hope that adds to portraying love in its most real and complicated sense, not just like the kind of rosy sense. But also in the book, there's this wonderful love letter by my good friend, VJ, who is not a professional writer. He doesn't daylight as a writer. He's actually a lawyer for the Department of Justice. And he was part of the project from its earliest iterations. And he wrote his love letter to his love from high school, the first man he ever loved. And it was a really complicated letter because BJ never, he said he never came out in the way that he wanted to. So he wrote his love letter to him, his like unrequited love and this closeted love. And I think in the Black community, we still need to do a better job about being inclusive of queer love stories. And so that felt really important to include. And that was just like, oh, God, it was such a heart-wrenching letter the first time I read it. And it's always still gets me a little teary-eyed each time I read it. He has this like amazing line at the end that says, I'm not sure if this is a love letter to you or if it's really to me, but I love what you've ignited in me. And it's, it's beautiful to be both Black, to be gay, and to be a man. So that was a fantastic letter. Yeah. I love that one. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. I want to also mention, I do feel like in the past couple of years, Black Love specifically, I think has been the topic of many podcasts. Obviously, Oprah has her TV show on OWN. It's something that I think social media creators talk about a lot. What do you feel like the impact of seeing Black Love highlighted in all of these ways also influence a book or influence production of this? I think that 
You're right. The concept of Black love is definitely more in, in the mainstream. By the time that we picked up this project, which is great, and it speaks to Bell Hooks's larger mission of like having a love ethic in society that we can build upon and use as like the foundation for any positive social change moving forward. But I think there was so much for us to draw from already in this social discourse, but we wanted to put our own mark on this as well and talk about Black love and Black people in a really multivocal, diverse sense, because Black people are definitely not a monolith. And there's no one concept of, of Black love. And the contributors in this book offer many different iterations of that in the different manifestations that you see in care and ambivalence and transformation and in loss. And so we wanted to make sure that we are adding our own really diverse take on Black love and beyond just the kind of romantic sense that I think we see in the mainstream media now, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I'm also just curious of what a lot of the contributors said to you after the book came out. I think, obviously, this book has gotten so much acclaim and people are very excited about it. But I know it's, as from a writer perspective, it's always interesting to see your writing out in the world and these be so vulnerable. And so I'm curious about what the reaction from some of the contributors were or some feedback that you guys have gotten about reaction so far. That's a great question, too. Part of our, our press tour, we spent time with all the contributors. Uh, or as many as we could, because there's almost about 50 contributors in total. Yeah, so it's a long list, which is great. So we actually had different book events in different cities, and we had contributors, we asked contributors to come read their letters, which was like so great to be able to just sit down with them too and hear their reaction to the book and just hear them read their letter in their own voice. It has a completely different quality, and you can hear it in their cadence and in all of their emotion which was so wonderful. For example, one of the letters in the book is written by Belinda Walker, who was my former senior producer at MSNBC. And she is like a true performer. And she wrote her love letter called Dear Black America. And she addressed it in a really wide sense to everyone in the Black diaspora. And it was so wonderful to hear it in her own voice. And it became this kind of performance. And she is, she's a writer, but she doesn't have as much notoriety as some of the other people involved. And so I think it was wonderful to see her be able to showcase her work alongside Reverend L. Sharpton and Joy Reid, whose show we were literally working on together. And so I think it was, it was great for me, and I hope it was great for Belinda to see that happen. I love that. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go? whether it's about your vision for the project or how the concept grows beyond the physical book? Yeah, I think my hope for this book has always been that it can be interactive and that people read this book and A, resonate with at least one thing. It could be however small, however large. And that they're encouraged to write their own love letters. Initially, when we were pulling the book together, I was like, oh, we should have a few empty pages at the back for someone to write their love letter. Or if they're giving the book to somebody else, especially write that love letter to that person in the book itself. Leave your mark on this book and contribute your own idea of Black love. And that's really what I would love for this book moving forward, that people pick this up and consider who their love letter is to or who they want to share some love with at that point. So that's my big hope. I love that. Thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. 
Thanks for listening to In Her Shoes. Today's episode was engineered by Brandon McFarland. I'm your host, Lindsay Peoples. In Her Shoes is the production of The Cut and New York Magazine. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Podcast.